It's podcasting time. This is Just Another Jerk, Dispatches from Japan. I'm your host, Jonathan Isaacson. Please remember to subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever it is that you cast your pods. Probably Apple Podcasts or maybe Spotify. I mean, there's one or two of you over there on Stitcher, I think. Google Podcasts? Who uses Google Podcasts? I mean, I have the app on my phone, but I just use it to check to see if my podcasts are loading properly. So, yeah, that's kind of it. Personally, I'm a Stitcher kind of dude myself, mostly out of inertia because I've been using it for, I think, eight years or something like that. Anyway, I'm trying to get back on track here with the podcast. We're still on break from the crash course in Japanese history. We'll get back to the we'll get back to it with the uh, start of the Edo period, the rule of the Tokugawa shoguns at some point. Things are kind of sort of calming down here at work. You know, we've got our next semester fully underway. Um, I have submitted a couple of academic papers for consideration. I've still got a couple more that need attention in two very different stages of the process. So life is not fully calmed down. And, you know, there's still that Rona out there keeping my classes online, at least for the time being. So I'm still planning online classes. So, yeah, I've got time to do podcasts that don't require a lot of research. History podcasts require a lot of research. So they can wait. I mean, history's been waiting since time immemorial, since the start of history, you might even say. But, yeah, we're getting back into it. Today, let's talk about a topic that's a little bit more of a weighty topic, and that is racism. Yeah, Japan does have problems with racism. Now, off the bat, I want to say that I've thought about the definition of racism. What, what's the best word to use here? And for me, my definition... Racism requires some sort of power. Racism involves bias and discrimination. Those are other terms. They're all different and they have a lot of overlap. But in the context of Japan, I think all of them can be applied, including racism, including this bias and discrimination that, that, follow, uh, that, 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 that use power. So Japan is mostly homogenous, culturally and ethnically. The official statistics say that it's over 98% of people here who are ethnically Japanese, which I'm sure is true. I mean, I have no reason to doubt those numbers, but there's plenty of gray area as well when it comes to the reality of Japan. Let's talk about people like Yu Darvish, Naomi Osaka. You know, I guess we could throw in uh, Ariana Miyamoto, Priyanka Yoshikawa. So, if you're unfamiliar, Yu Darvish is a professional baseball player. He plays for the Chicago Cubs, at least as of this recording. His mother is Japanese and his father is Iranian. Naomi Osaka, I think at this point she's very well known, you know, with three uh, Grand Slam tennis titles. Um, her mother is Japanese and her father is, I believe, Jamaican, but she grew up, I think, think in the U.S. primarily. She was born in, in Japan, in Osaka, appropriately enough. She's Japanese. She has Japanese citizenship. She represents Japan in inter international competition. Ariana Miyamoto and Priyanka Yoshikawa, they're probably less known outside of Japan. They both represented Japan in the Miss Universe uh, pageant. Miyamoto's father is black, 
from the U.S., and Yoshikawa's father is Bengali Indian. But all of these people are Japanese. But in all of their cases, there have been questions about their Japanese-ness. So when, when Yu Darvish was first becoming famous, so this is probably a decade or so ago, I remember hearing in some places, some people saying he wasn't really Japanese. Even though he was born in Japan, he grew up in Japan, he played baseball for the Japanese national teams, and by most measures seemed to me to be pretty Japanese. I mean, I don't know him personally. I'm going to guess there's a lot of his his personality that's also Iranian because his father, but he's also very Japanese. You know, the same sorts of things were said about um, Ariana Miyamoto and Priyanka um, Yoshikawa. They're not Japanese enough. You know, and Naomi Osaka, she had to deal with that. I mean, she also has an extra layer because she's not fluent in Japanese. She didn't grow up here. She's she's working on it and getting more fluent, but her first language is definitely English. But she is a Japanese citizen. She's also had to deal with racism in another way. Um, so there is a company, or Nishin, which is very well known. They make uh, food. They're a food manufacturer. Um cup noodle, things like that. They made an, a commercial, an ad- advertisement with her, and it was animated. So it was her likeness, I should say. They didn't use her. They used a likeness of her. But she was drawn with very, very pale skin, pr- pretty much white skin, much, much lighter than her actual skin tone. And then there were the comedians who made some really, really unfunny jokes about her needing bleach Now, to her credit, Naomi Osaka didn't seem to be bothered by those things too much. So good on her. But they are examples of racism in Japan. And I'm sure she would recognize that and she would be the first to say that, yes, these are racist things that happened in Japan, even if they don't bother her personally. Now, I kind of, uh, on another topic here, kind of uh, with Japan and these, these things... One other thing you often see or hear if you're looking at places that carry Japanese news or information, those kind of, you know, Japan websites, a lot of the comments in these places, you'll see comments about people saying Japan only wants to claim someone as Japanese when they're doing well. You know, when Osaka, when she's winning, you know, the U.S. Open or, you know, when Darvish is pitching, you know, really well. That, or, or, you know, when when um, Priyanka or Ariana are winning the, uh, so Miyamoto, see, Ariana Miyamoto and Priyanka Yoshikawa, I keep getting missing up her last name, sorry, when they're winning the crown. So those are the times people want to claim them as Japanese. And I think there's something to that. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about every individual person in Japan. I'm making this oversimplified generalization for the sake of a podcast. But yeah, I think there is something to that idea. And on the flip side, when someone does something bad, you see a lot of comments, again, not everyone, and these a different group of people making these comments, but these are people, you know, they're mostly the loudest and the trolliest voices, but they're saying that when someone does something bad, they're, it's because they have this other they're not Japanese. 
I think, and again, this is not someone who is biracial, but this is a type of racism that I think comes up a lot. You see it with Zainichi Koreans in Japan. Now, Zainichi Koreans are people who live in Japan. Most of them were born in Japan. They've lived in Japan most of their life, but they retain their Korean citizenship. So Japan does not have birthright citizenship in the way that the U.S. does. So a lot of people, if both their parents are Korean, even if they're born in Japan, they are Korean. And that's the largest group, or the Korean, Zainichi Koreans. They're the largest group of this this, this kind of uh, citizenship. And a lot of the Koreans in Japan came over during the colonial period, so early 1900s. Okay, I guess not the current Zainichi Koreans, but their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents, they came over when Japan colonized Korea. And I'm sure not everyone was entirely willing to come, but that's a topic for another day. That's not what we're talking about right now. For our sake, just know that there are a fair number of ethnic Koreans living in Japan who have only ever lived in Japan, but they retain their Korean citizenship. But yeah, when someone like this does something bad or illegal, people on the internet, of course, will say things like, well, of course, he's Korean. Even though the person grew up in Japan, went to Japanese schools, and if you didn't know that they were Zainichi Korean, you would think they were Japanese if you met them on the street. You know, the same thing happens to a certain extent to people who are hafu, which is the Japanese word for someone who has mixed ancestry, mixed parentage. I'm not a big fan of the word, but it's not the hill I want to die on. You know, it's, it's kind of how I feel about the word gaijin or outsider. So gaijin is the term that's used for foreigners in casual language. If you need to identify me as being not Japanese, I mean, usually you don't need to do that, but if you do need to identify me as not Japanese, I prefer the more formal gaikokujin, which is literally a foreign country person, outside country person, so foreigner, whereas gaijin just, gaijin just outside person, outsider. Again, I don't like gaijin. I prefer gaikokujin. I don't like haf. There's not a good word for that. There doesn't, does there need to be? That's another issue. But yeah, th- these are things, I don't like those terms, but they're not the hills I'm willing to die on. So anyway, where, where, where are we talking? Okay, yeah, Zainichi Koreans in uh, Japan. So let me just share you a little anecdote, a little story here. So I once knew someone. Well, okay, I, I, didn't, I didn't personally know this person. He was a roommate of a friend of mine when I lived in Akita, this, this person I'm talking about. This person was Zainichi Korean, living in Akita. Now, I don't know all his family details, but I do know he had been born in Japan. He went to school in Japan. He had lived in Japan his entire life. At this point, he's in his 20s, early, maybe, maybe early 30s. I don't remember exactly. But he got tired of never being considered truly a part of Japanese society. He got tired of always being, being considered an outsider even though Japan Japan and Japanese society was what he knew. He got tired of all that, and he moved to Korea, a country he'd never lived in because of the racism. So, yeah, racism is real in Japan, even if if people here don't really want to acknowledge it. Now, a lot of it also takes the form of benign racism. 
And I think everyone who's ever lived here or spent a fair amount of time, you'll recognize this. This is the, oh, you can use chopsticks so well, or anything that signals that you are not Japanese. No one here, no, no Japanese person would ever say to someone else who they thought was Japanese, oh, you use chopsticks so well. There's a lot of that kind of behavior. It's not a huge deal, but it does serve to remind you that you are not part of the in-group. Now, not being part of the in-group does come with some benefits, I, I guess. You can get away with not following the protocols of proper etiquette all the time, and there are lots of protocols for proper etiquette here in Japan, and not all of them make sense. Now, of course, I do my best to follow proper protocols most of the time for etiquette, but it can get frustrating sometimes having to sit through a two-hour meeting that nothing is actually done. Or, you know, asking a person to ask their higher-up, to ask his higher-up. I mean, I I would say her higher-up, but this is Japan, and sexism is also a problem here. So, yeah, sometimes having license to avoid some of the protocols of polite society, it can be liberating. But there are, also a lot, there are also some pernicious aspects of racism in Japan. And one problem that many foreigners living here in Japan have is renting apartments. Now, I have not had this problem personally, but many of my non-Japanese friends have had these problems. They think they found a nice place, they, they want to live, you know, the, 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 the uh, real estate agent takes them, it looks good, and then... When the real estate agent calls the landlord or the supervising company, they just say, nope, no foreigners. You know, these have been friends of mine who speak Japanese. They've lived in Japan for, you know, several, many years. But some companies and some people just will not let the foreign people rent apartments. And unfortunately, as far as I've seen and read, that's legal. They're allowed to do that. Again, I've never had that experience personally. I have had a different experience with racism in Japan personally. Now, this is a story I don't know that I've told anyone but my mother, maybe, maybe someone, other couple other people, but it's not a story I've talked about a lot. So this was many years ago. This is back when I lived in Akita. So I'd only been in Japan a year or two at this point. It was some weekend. I don't, I'm sure, because I was driving from my house in Kisakata down to the Sakata area in Yamagata. So it's just kind of the next town south, basically. And I was driving down the highway. I wasn't speeding or anything, and I'm confident I wasn't speeding because I'm a careful driver. I don't really speed. That's just, I, I just, I'm not in a hurry usually. So here I am. I'm driving right around the speed limit on the highway, being careful, not doing anything weird. There's, no, there's not a lot of traffic. All of a sudden, I see a police car following behind me with their lights on. Now, lights on in having their their flashing lights on in Japan is not necessarily a weird thing. Some places the cops do that all the time, even if they're not following or chasing someone, they just have the lights on constantly. But this case, it was definitely not that. They were behind me. They were right behind me. So, again, I'm not doing anything wrong, and so I pulled over, and the police car pulls over, and the policeman gets out. I was, again, I was not doing anything wrong. The police officer stopped me, and he asked me for my passport. Not, a, not you know, just personal identification. I remember this very, very clearly because it bothered me. 
you know, he immediately presumed that I did not live in Japan. Now, of course, I live in Japan, I, I did at the time, so I did not have my passport on me. So I asked, is, in Japanese, is my foreign registration card, at the, uh, is that okay? And it was, of course, it was okay. And then the police officer said something along the lines that they were just checking because there were reports of Russians stealing cars and sending them to Eastern Europe or some BS. So I was stopped for no reason other than the fact that I was white. Now, I want to stress very, very strongly that I never felt threatened or like I was in any danger from the police. But I was very uncomfortable and very upset about the situation. And because of that incident, I have never really fully trusted the police here. And this is without feeling threatened. So I can't imagine what it must feel like to distrust the police and feel like any interaction with them could go south and leave me dead. So like, I'm not trying to say you know, that in any way that my situation is how it is for minority situations, especially the black community in the place like the U.S. I, am not, I have never experienced that, and I hope I never do. And I, I, cannot, I can't even imagine what that feels like. But I have been stopped because I was the wrong color, so to speak. Yeah, but as I say, I never felt threatened. I am the quote-unquote right kind of foreigner. Right? I'm a white guy from the U.S., you know, I'm of Northern European extraction. And so while I am still other, I at least get, you know, I, I get the, oh, your Japanese is so good. You can use the chopsticks so well kind of thing. More the benign racism is more often than more often what I get than suspicious looks and fear. Because there are groups in Japan that get suspicion and fear. You know, uh, a lot of a lot of other Asian groups, they'd bear the brunt of Japan's racism. You know, people from South Asia, people from China, Korea. Black people fare worse, generally speaking, than white people do. So, yeah, I don't know the feeling of distrust coupled with fear. I just know the distrust. So I'm not at all saying my situation is similar. I just know, okay. I was pulled over because I was white. Not a, not a nice feeling. But I don't mean to paint Japan as being all racist because it's not. You know, it's it's some it's not something that affects my life every day. It's more like an occasional reminder that I'm not from around here. Most of the people I know and associate with, they don't give a rip that I'm not Japanese. You know, I even get the occasional, "Oh, that's right." You're not Japanese when, you know, when my friend makes a cultural reference from before, you know, I moved here or my wife does it to me sometimes. Oh, that's right. You don't know that, you know, or uh, another time, like when I have to suddenly use English for some reason in my friend's presence. I remember one time my friend once said that it was strange hearing me speak English because he was so used to me speaking Japanese. You know, that's been that's been the majority of my interactions in Japan. The people I associate with, the people that associate with me, they just look at me as their friend. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, they remind, oh, yeah, that's right. You're not Japanese. You are from another country. You do speak another language. But that's kind of this incidental thing that comes up. It's not the other way around. And that's fine because I'm not Japanese. That's Jap- Japanese is not my first language. Yes, I am a, a native English speaker. So that is something that's different. But it's not the central thing 
in our friendship and our relationships. So, and kind of on this line, one of my favorite memories from my time in my small town in, in, in Akita, in the little town Kisakata. So this one time I was going to the elementary school, one of the elementary schools that I taught at once a week. So I was getting out of my car and I was walking towards the school. And this elderly gentleman, didn't know him, he asked me for directions to the local waterfall in Japanese. He didn't preface it with, oh, do you speak Japanese before starting in? He just said, nope. Naso shirataki wa doko desu ka? I belonged in that space. There was nothing weird about him. Uh, for him, there was nothing weird about asking me in the local language for directions. And that's the sort of thing that, you know, that it made Akita and Japan feel like home. Because for the majority of people, I do belong in this space. At least the people that I interact with, the people that interact with me. And I am hopeful for the future. Japan will become more and more open to foreigners and mixed-race kids and Zainichi Koreans, I hope. And I really do think it is. You know, in my 16-plus years here, there are more and more foreigners and mixed-race people on TV and in sports and in all parts of life. There are fewer dancing monkeys on TV. You know, there are more commentators. There are more track and field athletes who just happen to be foreign-born or mixed-race. So I'm hopeful that Japan is moving towards less racism, even if it is slow. Everything changes slowly here. That's just kind of how Japan does things. But it can and it does change. So that's, I think, where we'll leave it today on a hopeful note. Hopefully I can get back into making episodes fairly regularly again, but no promises. Uh, please do make sure you subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast, so you'll get the updates whenever I get them out. Make sure to rate and review, and if you're feeling really nice, you know, write a big review. Share it with your friends, please, or your enemies, your frenemies. Just share it. You can find the Twitter for this podcast at JustAnotherCast, or you can get bite-sized nuggets of Japanese history. There's a Facebook page as well. Just search Just Another Jerk Podcast and like the page. You can get the history nuggets over there too. Email at justanotherjerkpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm always happy to get suggestions or requests. Uh, Share your thoughts on racism. Have you experienced racism in Japan, benign or otherwise? Um, You know, maybe if there's some of you out there who are not white foreigners in japan i would actually love to hear your stories maybe we can make a podcast out of it i don't know probably not probably no one's going to respond so whatever fan mail send me fan mail love to read it on the read it on the podcast if i ever got it but hey i can dream whatever on that note i'm out peace